Hello, Bill. Hello, Winnie. You want to make a podcast? Sure. Oh, the way this works is um, we will post 10 pictures to a post on Instagram. Our Instagram is Quiet Shutter Photo. And then we're going to go through each of the photos and describe the picture in case you aren't able to see it while you're listening. And then we're going to talk about the backstory or what went into taking that picture or whatever comes to mind. So today, the first picture is a picture of a mountain gorilla who I have to say looks very intimidating. He's very muscular. Um, He's sitting in the grass. The picture is taken in profile, and he is holding one of his arms up, and in between his thumb and index finger, he's holding a small morsel of food. If you look close, you can see little remnants of food in his mouth as well, Um, but he's studying that little piece of food very intently. So this picture was actually taken at the Detroit Zoo. Uh, They were uh, an exhibit of gorillas that um, there was three or four uh, rather large gorillas in the habitat. We happened to get um, to the zoo about the time that they were going to be feeding the gorillas. And the um, handlers had let people that were around the exhibit um, know exactly where the best pictures would be, ta- would be uh, available to be taken as these gorillas actually have their own little assigned areas that they eat. Uh, They kind of divide them up uh, in spots where they feed them so they don't fight over food as much. And uh, this particular gorilla was uh, finishing up eating a carrot and he's kind of pondering over a little piece of the carrot as if he was to say, is this organic? (laughs) They know I only eat organic. It's lacking in flavor. I think it was picked just three days too early and the preparation was shoddy. Yeah, I don't even think they cleaned this thing. What do they think I am? An animal? That's just going too far. This was a really neat experience and it was nice to have the tip of where the best viewing place was to see the the gorillas when they were fed. Um, One of the keepers every day at a specific time will uh, walk up the path towards the viewing station that we happen to be at. And uh, he's got his bucket of food and there's a cowbell tied to the bucket. So the gorillas can hear that cowbell and they know that food's coming and they are trained. And it's pretty it's pretty amazing to watch, but they are trained to take a specific spot Otherwise, the keeper will wait till they go to their spot to eat. And it's I guess it's so that they don't fight over food or steal each other's food. And also so they can keep track of who's eating or not eating or how much they're getting fed. So as the gorillas hear the sound, they all take their assigned spot. And um, the keeper will toss the food. And he has to toss it over a, a short fence, but then a big moat in order to get the food to the gorillas. And it's uh, it's kind of fun to to see the gorillas catch the food or um, sometimes they try to inch closer to one of the other ones to steal their food. And, and it's, it's fun to see them defend their territory and their food, but they're just humorous. If you've ever 
watched gorillas or chimpanzees or any of the um, any of animals like that that they just are so hilarious. And I think we find them hilarious because they're a lot like us, a lot like humans. Yeah, if you uh, watch the exhibit a little while, you can always look and see some of the characteristics that they're displaying and say, oh, that reminds me of my Uncle Frank. Yeah, he's a lot like that guy. Little ears, hair everywhere, hasn't bathed in a while, you know. So in this picture, um, there is a goat and there is a Bill. <laughs> and this goat actually became Bill's girlfriend. Um, we were at the Columbus Zoo. Uh, we were inside of the barn at the farm exhibit. Farm exhibit is just what it sounds like, has lots of farm animals. And um, we happened to come across the barn as they were letting all of the goats out into the into the common area to feed them and they let people come in and you can pet the goats and and see the goats eating and hang out with the goats and there was one particular goat she was rather a large goat and uh, she took a shining to Bill she just really liked Bill and in this picture Bill and the goat are nose to nose I would call that a kiss I'm not sure if Bill would admit to that. Um, the goat is, has her eyes wide open, but she's looking up into the, into the heavens and she looks all starry-eyed. And I have to say, this goat really did fall in love with Bill, followed him around for a little while, and uh, we were just chuckling and laughing. And then the keeper told us, This goat's name is Winnie. Yeah, she was pretty cute, but just so you know, we're not really boyfriend girlfriend or anything like that. Just friends. We uh, we got a chance to uh, be in the middle of the feeding frenzy that they were um, feeding this exhibit of goats, and there was some sheep and stuff in there, and we were all in this little area inside of the Columbus Zoo, um, and they just threw out food on the floor and. There was uh, Winnie and I, and two Winnies and I, and several other people actually were in the, the exhibit, and uh, it was just kind of like, oh, we can't move. It was chaos everywhere, but it was a fun time, and this goat really was kind of funny. She was uh, floppy ears, and um, she was just well, followed me all over the place. It's kind of crazy. Did you know that when goats eat, their stomachs bloat? And, and you could almost see this happening as the, the goats that had already eaten their stomachs looked like they were pregnant, really. They were all bloated up. Did you know that fact before? Goat bloat. Everybody knows that except you, Annie. Did you know about the goat bloat? No. And then after they're done eating and it digests, they fart it out. <laughs> yep, they don't hold anything back. Winnie's not shy. <laughs> Winnie was not shy. The next picture is a picture of a great gray owl. He is perched on a limb of a tree, but you can't see the limb. Um, the picture is taken from the opposite side of the tree from where the owl is perched, but the owl is leaning out around the, the tree trunk ever so slightly. 
and uh, his uh, feathers really mimic, really camouflage himself with the trunk of the tree. And uh, he's leaning his head out just a little bit more than his body. You can see one big yellow eye staring directly at us. And uh, I'm sure that he thought he was hidden. Yeah, that, this owl was um, sitting in a tree only about six to eight feet off the ground. We had got a hint from one of our friends, uh, the general area where this owl and his mate were hanging out. And uh, so he took a ride one day and uh, came upon this owl. Um, I was looking for them farther up in the tree and all of a sudden, for whatever reason, I just caught my eye because they really, really blend in um, and they don't move much at all. They, uh, this particular guy, we got several pictures of him, but this was just the funny picture that we got because he was kind of playing peekaboo with us. We had um, took a quick, a quick couple of shots just so we got something and then we actually drove past him and turned around and came back. So uh, Winnie could get some little closer pictures. And uh, as we creeped up to where we knew he was at, we were kind of looking around the tree. And he was kind of looking around at us. And uh, he had this one big bug eye looking at us. And I think we probably had bug eyes looking back at him because he was quite an impressive bird. The great gray owls are huge, but our, our friend who gave us the tip on where to go and, and possibly see this owl um, has told us that if you were to pluck all the feathers off of the owl, that its body is quite tiny. And as far as weight or body mass, even though the great gray owls look biggest and have the biggest measurements, they're um, actually quite small in body mass and several of the other owls are heavier and sturdier than the great grays, but they are very impressive um, birds. When you look at this picture, when you get a chance to check our Instagram, the feathers are actually quite beautiful. And if you zoom in close to its face, there's a um, layer of feathers that circle around the owl's face. And when the sun catches it just right, those feathers light up almost metallic like copper or brass color. They're just beautiful, beautiful birds. And we were so, so excited to see this owl that day. And we probably took, I don't know, 500 pictures of it. But this was the funniest one because he wasn't necessarily afraid of us. He didn't ever make an attempt to fly off. I think he was equally as curious about us as we were of him. But he really looks like he's playing I spy with my little eye something. Yeah, he was... Uh... <laughs> He was checking us out. Um, he didn't appear to be threatened in any way that we were there. Um, but he was just uh, amazing to watch. He could twist his head. I know everyone talks about owls that twist their head all the way around. And this guy was, if I didn't know any better, I would have swore it was just a swivel head. He could spin all the way around because he could check probably 300 of 365 degrees. It was crazy how uh, how much he could twist around his body. And, and he was uh, well aware of everything that was going on. Every once in a while, there'd be a little noise down in front of him. He would whip his head down on the ground. He was definitely on the hunt for his next meal. 
a photography tip for taking pictures of wildlife is use your car as a blind. We often will drive backcountry roads and whatnot and take pictures of amazing wildlife right from our car. We roll down our window. We've created a little sponge deal that we throw over the window to rest our camera lens on. And we have gotten fantastic pictures just by staying undercover in our car and not opening the car door and getting out and, and threatening the animals or causing them to run off. So the next picture is uh, another funny animal picture we came across. And I think this might have been the same day as the great gray owl. We drove, um, we we're in the upper peninsula of Michigan and we drove all the way up to Sioux, Michigan, which is at the very, very tip of Michigan before you get to Canada. And on the outskirts of town, there is a church and the church has a cemetery. And between the church and the cemetery, there's a high pole. And on the top of the pole, there are four loudspeakers. Now, I don't know if that's to project um, graveside services or, or why exactly the speakers are there. But on top of the speakers, an osprey has made a gigantic nest. And there she sits on top of her throne. And Bill and I just thought it was the funniest thing that what would happen if someday when she's lording over her kingdom and all of a sudden the speakers crackle and come to life and scare the dickens out of her. I wonder if that would happen. Yeah, in this picture, uh, two of the four speakers, um, they almost look like eyeballs sticking out underneath the nest itself. It's kind of a crazy looking picture. Uh, this is an osprey eagle, which is a fishing eagle. And uh, I don't know if she had little ones in the nest or not. It was the time of year that she could have had some, but um, we never did see any chicks or anything. But she was just sitting up there. Sun was hitting her and uh, she was just checking us out and was not happy that uh, there was uh, so much traffic going by. I think she wanted to be a little more peaceful, but she picked the wrong spot for that type of life. When I look at this picture, the music that I want to hear come blasting out of those speakers is ACDC Hell's Bells. Yeah, I think that would have uh, changed her location of her new home. So the next picture is a, uh, a picture of peacocks, a male peacock and a female peacock. The female is in the foreground and um, she is in focus, in clear focus. The females are beautiful, but not as beautiful as the males, as most of us know already. And um, the female is, she looks like she's walking past the camera, whereas the male peacock in the background, he's a little bit out of focus, but he is in full display. He has his um, tail all the way spanned out with the beautiful um, feathers that look like eyes. He is a beautiful cobalt blue with um, a green body. And um, you can tell, even though he's a little out of focus, you can tell he is very sharply focused on that female. So these peacocks are actually at uh, a little zoo in Lansing, Michigan called Potter Park Zoo. Potter's Park is, uh, is a cool little zoo. It's got all kinds of wildlife. Um, they've got big cats. They've got some uh, apes. They've got a lot of 
these peacock these peacocks are just like free rain they're just running around all over the place in this particular picture this peacock um the male was just strutting and fanning out and they shake their bottom and the whole um display makes this really crazy noise and you almost feel it vibrating as he was displaying but he really wanted um this girl to uh, be impressed and she didn't care about he she just was kept ignoring him and he kept going in front of her and trying to cut her off the path and and uh she eventually just kind of walked off to the side and hopped over a little uh, little broom in the sidewalk and just kept on going. And Winnie and I were taking pictures and there was probably another eight or 10 people around us watching this display. And everybody just went, ah, oh, give the guy a break. You could at least pay attention. She looks like she's thinking, you will never get this. It was pretty funny. Our next picture also was shot in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. There's snow on the ground and a little bit of grassy stubble, which is um, golden yellow. Um, and in the center of the picture is a sharp-tailed grouse. But this particular sharp-tailed grouse was a real fatty. I think it was a nice fat bird, but I think also it was a very cold morning. So the feathers were really sort of fluffed out but she, um, she really, she looks like a circle almost with a little tiny head on top. Um, the grouse are um, a myriad of browns and golden colors. This I know is a female because the males generally have bright orange eyebrows over their eyes. Um, but this is a funny picture because she just looks like such a big round fatty. Yeah. Typically, when you come across sharp-tailed grouse, they're usually in groups, and uh, they um, will kind of wander away from you if, you if you're too close to them. We have, have, happened to be on the side of um, the highway and came across this group that was fairly close to the highway, and the majority of them kind of scooted off. A few of them actually flew off, but uh, this particular one, Winnie and I were kind of laughing as we were taking her picture because... She was, had that look about her like, I just ate so much. You can take my picture all day because I just can't move. I can't believe I ate the whole thing. She just really, she wasn't going to move. She really wasn't going to move. And I have actually, I find this picture so funny that I have actually posted it when I've posted pictures on my Facebook in, in reference to uh, dieting or trying to lose weight. Our next picture, it's not a fantastic picture. It's uh, black and white. It's a picture of a, were these chimpanzees? Yeah. Um, this was taken at the Columbus Zoo. Um, the picture is of the head and shoulders of this chimpanzee. And um, the chimp has his eyes shut and he has his um, arms up and his fingers plugging his ears. Yeah, this was actually taken in the ape house of the uh, Columbus Zoo, and uh, we happened to come up in, in onto this uh, ex, um, exhibit as there was a lady giving a, a little bit of a lecture about the habitat itself and how the uh, group of chimpanzees 
that were in there were uh, pretty much a family group. They had grown up together, and there was everything from um, uh, rather old females to very young. Some some of them had actually newborns there. And this particular ape was sitting off to the yep. side and just had the look about him or her. I'm not even sure which this ape is, but it was um, just sick of the noise. They were screaming and hollering going on, and they was like, I'm just going somewhere where I don't have to pretend or listen to this stuff anymore. Perhaps he was sick of hearing the lady's presentation for the 10th millionth time, but I, I recognize this look from uh, you know, sometimes when you're raising children and you're trying to tell them what they need to do and they just don't want to listen to you and they actually stick their fingers in their ears, this is the look that this chimpanzee had. He was uh, he was not having it. This next picture is a picture of a snowy owl. It appears to either be a female or a young snowy owl because it has lots of uh, brown speckling on its body. It's not pure white. Um, the wind is catching it just um, right so that you see little his little ear tufts on the top of his head. Um, he is facing towards a body of water, and but he has his head swung around completely to his back, looking um, past him. And he has one big, bright yellow eye opened really wide, like as if in surprise. So this picture was actually taken at a, a spot. Again, we had been uh, made aware that there were some snowy owls in this particular place in southern Michigan near Muskegon. Uh, it's actually the wastewater treatment plant in Muskegon, Michigan. And they have, uh, that plant is, is about um, 80 acres of land that they bring in wastewater and run it through a series of um, filters in different ponds is, and eventually is the solids are used out in the field for fertilizer and they just make a whole um, big ecosystem that they've developed into quite a process but um, in these ponds uh, there are roadways called causeways that you can actually drive in between them and there are a lot of migratory birds that run through there. And uh, these snowy owls, there was probably a half a dozen of them we saw that particular day that we were there. And uh, they were eating duck. They were uh, getting fat and uh, sassy and really didn't care too much about who was around them. This picture was taken either on Thanksgiving Day or the day before Thanksgiving. Like Bill said, we've been given a tip that uh, some early snowy owls, early season snowy owls were at the Muskegon wastewater plant. And, you know, it sounds crazy to make a special trip to go to a wastewater plant, but it really is state of the art there. They have really developed it to be um, solving the solution of waste in a really great forward thinking way. Um, you have to call ahead to the to the plant and let them know your name and your driver's, your license plate number, and they leave you a pass in their mailbox so that you um, show that you have the, you've been granted permission to be there for bird watching purposes. 
And um, like Bill said, you can you can drive through all the farm fields and whatnot, but those snowy owls wanted to be by the lagoons because that's where the ducks were and they were eating heartily and getting nice and fat and sassy. But um, this picture is particularly funny because if you look closely at the picture when you get a chance to check it out on our Instagram, um, there's a red circle. I have circled the item in question. But this bird, evident, he looks like he just discovered that, oh my goodness, somebody has flushed something plastic down their toilet that will not biodegrade. And I just about stepped on it. That's the look he has on his face. He looked like he was going to say, hey, Tom, I just found something over here. You got to check it out. And Tom said, no, I don't. There's one over here, too. Let this be a lesson. Don't flush anything that won't biodegrade. The next picture in our series is also a snowy owl. Um, Bill and I love, we're kind of in love with snowy owls and uh, we're lucky we live in Northern Michigan because in the winter time, the snowy owls will migrate down to Michigan and winter over in, um, in Northern Michigan. So we've taken thousands of pictures of snowy owls and and I don't want to say we get bored of them, but we sometimes wish they would do something a little more interesting than um, often you will find them sitting on top of um, utility poles. Um, and so this particular snowy owl in the picture, you will see it. It is sitting on the top of a utility pole. It's a beautiful blue sunny day, which is unusual in Michigan in the wintertime. But he is bent over. And uh, there is an object that is falling from his mouth. So I'm going to let Bill describe what was happening and why we were so excited. So when we came upon this owl, uh, it was actually trotting around and just making all kinds of weird postures. And he would stick his head up in the air and he was just like, hey, look, this thing looks like it's going to get sick. And uh, we tend to try and take some pictures of them lifting their arms and doing weird things besides just sitting there. So we were shooting series of, of these pictures and all of a sudden this owl actually coughed up what's called an owl pellet, which is um, the bone and, and body structure that the owl can actually digest. So they make, uh, they gather these pellets in their stomach and they eventually throw them back up. Um, fifth grade biology class, you guys probably had all got to dissect one of these things to see what was in their diet. Um, we were actually fortunate enough that uh, after a while, uh, the owl eventually flew off to uh, another area. And uh, I said to Winnie, I want to go see if I can find that owl pellet. And sure enough, I found it. And uh, we put it in a little envelope we had in the car that day and sat it, um, actually we sat it on our countertop at the house here for about six months and let it dry out really well and uh, tore it apart one day and the only thing that I could tell for sure what it was was there was a little beak from a songbird so um, he had had a starling or something for lunch at some point. I think their preferred diet is snowbirds. Um, this picture I wanted to call it hold my hair because he is really bent over like he's bending over a toilet to throw up. Bill said he looks like an old man who has just spit out of the water chewing tobacco. When you have a look at this picture, you'll see exactly what he's talking about. 
Our last picture in our series today is um, a picture of the head and antlers of a young bull, bull elk. Um, he has small horns for an elk. I think you would call this a one, two, three by three. Is that how they yeah. talk about the points yeah. on the antlers of an elk? Um, I thought that he had decorated his antlers with grass to make himself appear bigger and more important. But when you really look close, it's actually the remnants of the velvet that is on their antlers before that they rub it off in the fall. Um, this picture was taken in November, so a little bit maybe on the tail end of the elk rut in Yellowstone National Park. Yeah, Winnie and I had um, gone into the north entrance of the Yellowstone National Park, which they called the Roosevelt Arch Entry. Um, there's a huge stone structure there that actually has a big arch that you can drive through, and um, the Roosevelt um, president had uh, deemed that park entrance to be uh, his favorite. And uh, this particular elk was right as we came through the arch. There's quite often wildlife fairly close to when you come into the park. And there was a small herd of elk there. But this guy was just running around like some adolescent kid who'd just been let out on the playground for the first time in six months or something. He was just running everywhere and trying to chase cows. And then the big bull would chase him off. And uh, then he would strut around and uh, just posing and trying to be like the big guys. And I don't know if the, the adults were annoyed with him or. Oh, what. the adults were annoyed with him for sure. <laughs> Yeah, he was pretty comical, though. He was just running all over the place. There was a pretty nice bull there that we were trying to get a picture of, and uh, he was just photobombing and everything. Every time we'd get uh, to where the bull would stop and take a picture, uh, this, this thing would chase after it or something, and it would just uh, was pretty crazy. But uh, he was quite entertaining. He was, he was like bouncy. He was like a little buckaroo. He was just bouncing around, and at one point he... He focused on our car and started to make a little charge towards us. And we had to speed up the car a little bit to make sure he didn't make contact with our rental car. But he was pretty funny. Um, we have decided that we're going to end every podcast episode with the, describing the picture that got away, the picture we did not get. And so um, on this particular day, um, this was very early in the morning and um, it was cool. Well, maybe even cold. It was cold. But there there was a handful of tourists there besides us. And uh, the picture, I'll let Bill describe the picture that got away. So the picture that got away on this one was uh, while we were um, watching this elk and trying to take pictures of it, um, a uh, particular person um, that you see this quite a bit in Yellowstone in particular, people will get out of their car and think that they can get close to these wild animals. And, and also they want to use their cell phone to take pictures of these animals. So they, they want to get closer and closer. Yeah. So the, the idea is to, I'm going to get a selfie with this wild animal. And uh, we happen to be watching this thing running around. And all of a sudden we're just like, what is this guy doing? He's walking close to this animal. And all of a sudden this little guy decided, oh, no, you don't, buddy. 
and he turned and chased the guy back to the car and the guy literally dove into the wife's side of the car over top of her and the elk ran right up to the car and just sat there and snorted and snuffed it. We didn't get a picture of it. I wish we would have. It was pretty entertaining. So thank you for listening today to You Made Me Laugh, our fifth episode of our Winnie and Bill Chat podcast. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. We try to make them come out on Thursdays. Um, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for checking in. Have a great day. Bye-bye.